welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the show in a very rickety orbit around the show Too Beautiful to Live on Fridays. We take you down TV Tale memory lane, sometimes uh, doing interviews with fans, clip shows, and sometimes shows like last Friday where we look at some of the really gross stuff that's in your Amazon shopping carts. But this is a Monday, so we're here to bring you a recap of last week's TPTL shows. My name is Mike Rizal, the Jail Dude, veteran podcaster, coming to you from Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room at the Ranch in Manchac, Texas. And joining me from the currently active Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne with a plan for some sweeties. Uh, Lundholm, good morning, Anne. What do you got cooking? Good morning, Mike. I am making strawberry cheesecake bars. So the graham cracker crust is out of the oven and cooling. And when we're done, then I will make the cheesecake layer and bake that. And then the strawberry sour cream layer on top of that. And is that going into work tomorrow? Indeed it is. Now, you've been making some noise about... uh, possibly working from home at some point is that is that a possibility and then what what happens then well the problem with working from home uh, now I my primary computer at work is a laptop which I had never had before but it's one of those dinky little laptops that you just plug into a docking station and then it feeds into two big beautiful monitors so the problem Mm. is that Uh, if I want to work from home it's just this dinky little laptop with a tiny little screen and that is not good for looking at numbers and I can't actually just attach it to my computer here and use that as the monitor because it's one of those all-in-one desktop computers so you can't use those as monitors but I hit upon the idea of chromecasting my laptop onto my 42 inch Mm. TV Mm -hmm. and I did a little judicious testing and it does work and so I told my boss it's been fun but I'm never coming into the office again. <laughs> <laughs> so you've just got, you're sitting there and you've got a mountain of the, the strawberry bars. Yep. Next year. They're all mine. Apparently there was some discussion around the office if this was going to create a problem for their Monday treat <laughs> rituals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be a big concern. But uh, the, the other voice you're hearing is from the Hodges Bar Studios in Lincoln Park, Michigan. It's Meredith, the MVH Van Harn. How are you, Meredith? I'm great. Thank you, Mike. I'm not cooking up anything as delicious as Anne, but I've been having a lot of hot pepper adventures this week, and I can't say they've all turned out perfectly well. That sounds like a nightmare to me. What I don't want an adventure. Yeah, these are, I mean, I'm try half of this is me being gracious to my nice neighbor Denny who has this crazy huge garden in his side yard and he's he's mm. like got uh, cucumbers and tomatoes and then a ton of different kinds of peppers and he gave me like a huge handful of Carolina reapers the other day and what what am I going to do with those? They're like one of the hottest peppers on, on the face of the earth. And I'm not mm. much of a spicy person and I don't have an ego about like look how spicy, I, you know. I don't like it when my <laughs> right. food hurts me and I'm not, you know. <laughs> I'm not, I don't think it's something to brag about. So. Hey, my nose is running onto the plate. That's fantastic. Well, I'm having a great dinner. Seriously, I made a stir fry the other night with one of them. I sliced it up and I thought, okay, I'll cook it down. It'll mellow out a little bit. It'll be hot, but it'll be okay. I had to open all the doors and all the windows because I couldn't breathe. I was coughing oh, no. and sneezing and my nose is running. I was like, why do people do this to themselves? Well, you <sighs> have to Ridiculous. prove your masculinity to yourself, don't you? Right. And to Denny, I guess. <laughs> If he hears you screaming, he knows he's done his, right. his job with the awful, awful peppers. Yeah. Uh, anyway, keep some milk in the house. Yep. That's all I have to say. 
milk and cheese. The the only way is uh, out of that hole. Uh, as always, we're going to talk some LRB business, serve up our steaming hot takes on the recap, keep some house, and then let you know how to get involved. Uh, I'm an ideas man, Michael. Not so great at business. Who's on that today? <laughs> I am. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the final Friday show of last month. Uh, we had a couple of things that we did. We got to hear all about your trip back to Seattle and the surrounding area, Mike. That was a, a good trip, it sounded like. We took a look into the LRB mailbag and had some good conversations based on the comments that people made about the last month of TBTL and other things. And then, as you said, we looked at some Amazon purchases that all the Wagoneers have made in the last four months, and we had a good time. Um, here's what I want to say. Bobby never bluffs when he says he's going to buy you something and send it to you. <laughs> because on Thursday, I got home from work and there was an Amazon box in front of my door, and it was the Chillomatic automatic beverage cooler. <laughs> which I tried out this morning, 10 minutes before we started. And uh, I had had a little bit of a problem because uh, you need three things to make this work. You need double A batteries, check. You need uh, cans of a 12 ounce beverage. And as we've discussed, I keep bottles in the house because they hold more. And you need ice and I didn't have any ice. So I was thinking I was gonna have to make a trip to the grocery store, but I was at my mom's last night where they were having a little sister's party. My mom has three sisters. Let me tell you, you have not lived until the champagne has come out. And there are four women between the ages of 56 and 69 singing the Edina Hornets rouser at the top of their lungs. Go Hornets, go. Um, (laughs) But the upshot was that she had an extra bag of ice and a whole bunch of cans of Diet Coke that she oh. made me take home. So Perfect. I did get to try the Chillomatic this morning, and it works like a dream. I have a cold Diet Coke with me right here. So thanks, Bobby. He's a prince. <laughs> he really is. So if anybody has not listened to the Friday show, it was a fun time. It was kind of a long show, but... Mm-hmm. Good God, if you can make it through those three-hour TBTLs, you can make it through an hour and 50 minutes of our show. True. Uh, Next on the business docket is, I thought maybe, Mike, since you missed so many recaps, what with your toing and froing around this great country and having your in-laws and all that stuff, that you may have had some thoughts that you were uh, sad that you didn't get to express on the recap. I know I have that feeling whenever I'm off for a recap and I'm listening to TBTL, I get really worked up about something and I'm like, ah, I have yeah. nowhere to say these thoughts. Right. So I thought maybe we could have a little segment called While I Was Gone and you could tell us the things that really just stuck in your craw. Well, I, I burn real hot uh, when I'm listening sometimes and you know, and and I think I think we've talked about this on the show. I I don't really stay mad or hold a grudge usually, so um, I really only two things have really stuck with me. One is just a quick thing, and then one is a more involved thing. The first thing is uh, the the guys who found quote unquote the Boston uh, Red Sox championship banner, mm-hmm. and the guys from Somerville. Uh, the, <laughs> the guys from Somerville, they got it off the highway there. Um, those guys, 
the tuner bro. I just, I don't get it. I don't get, I mean, is it because they sound stupid? Is that why we like it so much? That's what um, I think. I mean, I think I said that in one of the recaps. It's like, it's like people making fun of Southerners for being stupid yeah. just because they have that accent. I, I yeah. kind of don't like it. I feel, didn't this peak on SNL with Jimmy Fallon? He, they did that whole series of sketches like, Tommy, God, did yeah. you get this? Tommy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like 15 years ago. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, uh, that, again, short thing. Let's stop it. Let's be better <laughs> than that. Let's be better. So the other the other thing that really stuck with me it was a show where they were talking about um, football snacks. Here we go. Mm. the The thing that struck me is Andrew went into that conversation seemingly looking for advice mm-hmm. on what to serve as guests, and the second that Luke offered any advice at all, and usually this is the other way around, like. <laughs> Luke will be rude and and shirty to Andrew. Andrew is shirty here, and for no real reason. And usually, I like it when he gets a little um, angry, because it's usually very justified and long overdue. But did y'all sense that that he got really defensive and where he just he he invited Luke into that conversation and then just said, "No, that's gross. What are you talking about?" Oh yeah, the second Luke said bean dip, Andrew was out. He was like, "No." No, yeah. I'm not doing he it. He won't even clean a bean dip dish. He's not going to entertain <laughs> creating it on purpose. He's not going to entertain walking to the Whole Foods and buying a sealed <laughs> container of bean dip that maybe Genevieve can open. That's insane. That's that's like that's like I don't drink scotch. I, I'm not a guy who pretends to like scotch like so many men my age. <laughs> but I'll serve it to you. <laughs> and I'll pour it out when you d- pretend to drink it, and sure. you really don't. I'll pour it out for you, and I won't gag. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I could come up with is if I had a guest in my house that ate a banana and then left the banana peel <laughs> sitting on the counter, I would be like, they play it. They oh. gently place it on top of your head and then walk out of your house. <laughs> I would. Clearly, I would be able to pick up a banana peel and throw it in the trash can and then immediately take the uh, bag out to the the garage trash can because I'm not letting that sit in my house. But I would mm-hmm. be doing some complaining about it. Well, you would never, ever invite that person back over to your house. They'd be dead to you forever. Well, when my brother uh. stayed with me, he bought bananas at the store and he put a post-it on the fridge saying, I'm really, really sorry that I brought the devil fruit into your house, but I had to. <laughs> and I put a post-it back underneath it that said, how dare you? Well, he's family. See if he gets to stay with me again. Right. He should have kept him in his suitcase. He shouldn't have told you that they were in the house. <laughs> but listen, in my defense... Bananas are about as fragrant as it gets, and that smell mm-hmm. goes weird once you. So, do you think if he them. had like hid that in the guest room closet and not told you about it, you would have sniffed it out? Oh, I would have known. 
Yeah. Wow. <laughs> would have known. Uh, when I was working. Come on. No, no. When I was working in retail back in the day, we used to have a really tiny little store. We didn't have any storage other than a coat closet. And my manager's husband worked for a um, gas station convenience store, like a food distribution thing. So he used to deliver like the sandwiches and the fresh fruit and whatever. And so he used to get some of the extra free fruit. And one time she brought in this whole huge bunch of bananas for us to have. And she put them in the coat closet because there was nowhere else to put them. And every time (laughs) I opened that closet, it was like this wave of banana stench (laughs) coming out. I was like, ah, no. Oh, Anne, I'm really sorry that happened to you. (laughs) Someone brought bananas into your house. Uh, Smelled bad. (laughs) But I could deal with it. I wouldn't be like, no, you may not have bananas. I'd be more okay with him him saying, please don't bring bananas or bean dip to my party. You can bring anything else, whatever. I'd I'd be okay with that. You know, I don't want scones or... You know, I don't want, <laughs> there's certain things I don't want in my house, scallops. Mm-hmm. Um, oh boy, that's a good football party uh, with your scones and your scallops. If you bring them in, that's fine. But, but, uh, as long as I, as long as I know going in what your, what your thing is, and also you're not asking me for advice on what to bring or just say, or say, oh, bring anything. And when I bring bean dip, you kick me in the nuts, which is what it seemed like right. happened to Luke. And bean dip he, is a perfectly normal, common like almost expected snack to have at a football party. Yeah. It's yeah. not like he was asking to bring scallops. Can I, you know. <laughs> Some really fragrant scallop, <laughs> uh, scallop banana. Oh. <laughs> oh, what do they call it? Hot dish, a scallop oh, banana gross. hot dish. <laughs> but the bean dip is not a given. You know, there are a million things that anybody could bring. It's just really hard yeah. to get a football food without cheese or cream yeah. or mm-hmm. anything that'll make Andrew weirded out. That's why you end up with like a bowl of meatballs. Right. And some <laughs> a tray of sad frozen, frozen wings. Chicken wings. I feel like it's it's fine to be a picky eater, but like you have to understand that not everyone is, and you have to kind of defer to them when it's a group food situation. When you invite yeah. people into your house, you want to try and make them feel welcome. Yeah. And being like, here, here's some meatballs. Because this is all I can eat. Yeah. Is Was it even like a crock pot full of meatballs and a nice no. sauce? Or was some no. meatballs he like baked in the oven and then just- Yeah, they were frozen it's... and he heated them up. Gross. Yeah. Here's some toothpicks, guys. Yeah. I I was disappointed uh in Andrew and in a couple other times this week too. So we'll we'll get to those as well. Oh boy. I we all figured that you'd have some thoughts because you have thoughts about food preferences and you have thoughts about snacks. So, yeah, absolutely. And who knew I had thoughts about Boston guys? I guess cuz I, <laughs> I I I I really know uh, one of them, and Dave now, and he's such a sweetheart. I don't like when people make fun of them now. No. All right, let's go to one throw your phone before we get to the recap. This is from Tyler, who has thoughts about the Everlane commercial, which are the same <laughs> thoughts that I had, Tyler. He says they are not talking about Everlane, especially 80% of the time. <laughs> 
this was because in one of the ads they started saying about how Luke and Andrew talk to each other privately about Everlane <laughs> and it takes up 80% of their conversation with each other. <laughs> and then Tyler says, also, I just want LRB to know that I listened to you guys at 1.2 times and TBTL at at least 1.6 times. Oh. <laughs> Not that we're measuring, you know. I feel honored, Tyler, that you only speed us up by 20%. I've been listening to them at one and a half for so long that when I listen to them at normal speed, it sounds like they're drunk. Uh, it's... If you ever accidentally go down to half speed, you're like, oh, my God, this is the worst conversation yes. between drugs I've ever heard. <laughs> get out of this bar. Uh, but Tyler, your comments on their Everlane bullshit are well taken. I think they're running out of things to say about Everlane at this yeah. point. Mm -hmm. So they're they're grasping a little bit. All right. And with that, let's go to the week in review. I will start off with Monday, number 2734. That's a donor, bro. Luke starts the show. I'm skipping the whole octopus, octopi, octopode conversation because I don't care. Uh, Luke says that he thinks <laughs> he took them off track last week on five out of five shows instead of what he normally does, which is take them off track one out mm. of five shows. What is he talking about? And five minutes later, I pick myself off the floor where I fall in <laughs> laughing. <laughs> At the thought that he only derails the conversation once a week. Okay, he derails Luke. their derailments. I mean, <laughs> yeah. this is an exponential equation. This is not additive. Nope. Uh, then he goes on to talk about, again, how Tic Tacs are zero calories. Tic Tacs are not zero calories. In no. fact, I spent some time looking up the Tic Tac nutrition information. Tic Tacs are 1.9 calories a piece. There are 60 Tic Tacs in a box, which brings it to 114 calories in a box of Tic Tacs. Luke. But you will see on the label that they do round down. And I looked that up and I found a Reddit thread where someone says each Tic Tac weighs just under 0.5 grams. Since U.S. federal regulations state that if a single serving contains less than 0.5 grams of sugars, it's allowable to express the amount of sugar in a serving as zero. And since a single serving of Tic Tacs is a single Tic Tac, Tic Tacs are labeled in the U.S. as containing zero sugar. Pretty damn sneaky. So mm -hmm. the Tic Tac people found out a way to round it down. Who has, what kind of maniac has one Tic Tac? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the same people who are pretending that Tic Tacs are mints. And not candy. Yeah, yeah they're candy. They they're don't candy. do anything for your breath. Come on. Nope. Oh, I just sipped my scotch. Let me chase it with a Tic Tac and get chase that all that scotch that I drank <laughs> out of my mouth. <laughs> so I'm annoyed, Luke. Come on. Use some common sense. Uh, they talk about commercials for a long time. I think people know that I have impatience for commercial talk on TBTL. Not because I necessarily think it should be segregated to after these messages. I just think that after these messages does such so much better a job with it that it's disappointing to listen to them talk again about how the M&M's characters are creepy. And then a whole thing about whether or not H. John Benjamin is in the Arby's commercial or not. Like, I don't, why? What? Who cares? 
Bing Rhames. So easy to find out, too. H. John Benjamin, whatever. <laughs> we have the meats. Okay, let's move on. Um, then they talk about Chevy Chase for a while. I thought that this was an interesting conversation. I, you know, how I like organizations, so I wish it had been organized into, like, top story or something instead of just <laughs> bubbling up out of Luke's brain. But I had read the article and I thought it was really interesting about how Chevy Chase is an asshole. Uh, I thought it was interesting that they were talking about Steve Martin and how Steve Martin was somebody that Luke sort of equated with Chevy Chase. And I'm like, ooh, that's kind of mean to Steve Martin, but whatever. <laughs> but uh, Chevy Chase is an asshole. He's still an asshole. He's always been an asshole. And uh, Luke is pretty amazed because even, how old is he, like 73, 74, whatever, he's not taking any responsibility for any of his behavior. And he sees himself as the victim in his life. And it's just because nobody else understands him. And they're all jealous because he's more talented and smarter and better looking than all of they are. Yeah, it was not a flattering article. I will say that. Um, Luke... (laughs) makes this statement where he says that Chevy Chase's comedy is to show up and say things with unearned confidence. And I was like, well, that's very unself-aware of you, Luke. (laughs) (laughs) And I laughed for a long time. And then they talk about Bill Murray, as they always end up talking about Bill Murray. I don't, I don't see it. I don't have anything against Bill Murray. I think he's very talented. I think he's funny. But I don't see him as this free spirit, whims of the universe, Ariel from the Tempest kind of sprite moving about. I I don't understand where he got that reputation other than urban legends about how he randomly showed up at somebody's wedding or party or whatever. I'm just usually relieved when there's a comedian or an artist that I respect that turns out not to be a dick or a maniac or tortured person you know there you know someone's just happy and going through the world and realizes he was lucky and you don't think that bill murray is an unhappy person i don't it's seemingly not seemingly not Mm. and comedians that sometimes that's a rare thing he Mm. seems to be keeping himself busy i guess he's just not sitting around ruminating about how unlucky he's been because he hasn't been Everyone's jealous of me. Yeah, we are, because you're in the third row at the Cubs game. (laughs) He's sort of doing his thing, but Luke subscribes to this myth that Bill Murray is open to the universe, and I don't know. I think (laughs) it's all He doesn't know Bill Murray. He's not Chris Hayes. He hasn't met him. No. No, 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 no. Let's keep reminding him that. It's very very weird, and I just think that we should not get so attached to celebrities, because then when they do turn out to be gross, um, Mm -hmm. that makes us very sad. Well, we don't have to go back and talk about the mass holes, because, Mike, you covered that. I just, I don't find it that interesting either. Uh, Top story is Invertebrates in the news. (laughs) Uh, Number one story, the lady who put weed in the lobster pot i think she was in maine uh weed in the lobster pot so that they will be high and or less anxious when she kills them is there any uh scientific proof that this works for the lobsters at all i mean was there anything cited of course i didn't read the article because i'm andrew 
But <laughs> Meredith, does this sound I, like it's, a thing? So I, it might be a thing, but I don't think there was any evidence cited in the article. And I think she said that the that what she could prove is that it doesn't transfer THC to the person eating the lobster. But you would right. have to do, I mean, she had no reason to believe that this actually worked, just that she like thought that they were chiller. Right. That's not that's not proof. <laughs> As she's murderizing them. And right. that when she put them back in the tank with the the non high lobsters, they just calmed everybody down. It yeah, it like it's a very chill scene in the out. lobster tank. Okay. I like to rub a little cocaine on the fish's gills before I bash its head in <laughs> on the deck. Just give it a little quick pick me up. Even I mean, whether or not the THC is uh transferred, don't you think you'd have to eat a lot of lobster? Yeah. To get enough to make <laughs> right. you high. To chase a high. $700 later, I think I feel something. <laughs> PETA has, let's say, a more sensible, I think, uh, viewpoint on this, which is if you don't want lobsters to feel pain or anxiety, don't kill them and eat them. Yeah. <laughs> That's the number one way to save a lobster is to not kill it. Yeah. I mean, they they make a good point once in a blue moon. I think they're pretty right. awful and sensationalistic and, and actually pretty sexist when you look at their marketing. Um, I kind of hate PETA, but they are right about that. If you really, if this really upsets you, lady, you're in the wrong business. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a fan of PETA either, but yes, this, this does seem to be the Occam's razor solution to this particular mm-hmm. problem. And if, if you're this lady's uh, uh, significant other... And she offers you some weed, just slowly back away. <laughs> Might be better and then off going. You want to get high? Diving. Uh, no, go in the hot tub. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take off for a bit. You go, you go ahead. <laughs> um, Luke thinks that this is going to bring him even closer, further down the path to vegetarianism. I think, and he <laughs> says that he thinks he's done with putting pepperoni on pizza. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. wow. Someone throw him a parade. <laughs> it's huge. It's huge. He went with turkey pepperoni. Gosh. Sure. <laughs> throw him a fucking what parade. a friend to the animals. <laughs> right. uh, the second invertebrate in the news story is that there are a group of researchers who gave octopi pusses pods some ecstasy, I guess, to see what happens. And they became much more social and friendly and hugging. And they hugged, as Luke says, beak to beak, which is not something that they normally do unless they're getting down with each other. So what's the upshot of this? Do each of them get eight glow sticks? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, Sure. Don't eat octopuses either. I guess. I don't know. I have no problem compartmentalizing and I'm not an anthropomorphizer either. Um, I don't think that this means that octopuses are like people. Does the ecstasy in the octopus transfer to the kayaker that gets slapped in the face? <laughs> with the I think he'd have to get slapped by a lot of octopuses to get a high from that. <laughs> yeah, the dose makes the poison here. Yeah. Um, talking, uh, about drugs, Luke says that he is quote, amoral, unquote, when it comes to drugs. That's not what that means. No, I, no. that's, no. I think I, he means ambivalent, right? Yeah. Or, no, he doesn't mean ambivalent. I think he means 
Like he's like neutral. He's yeah. You do you do you. Whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Yep. Which is fine, but you got to know what you're saying. Right. Um, he makes a statement that weed is okay because it's grown in the ground. We got a great throw your phone. I knew that you would feel the same way as me Mm -hmm. about this, Meredith. And Justina also feels that way. She says, I know this is a minor (laughs) thing. Uh, No, Justina, this is not a minor thing. But it's a pet peeve of mine. Luke, like many people these days, just said a reason pot may be better for someone than alcohol is that it, quote, grows in the ground, unquote. I say, shut it down, America. You know what also grows in the ground? How about nightshade? And the death cap mushroom for starters. And let's not overlook that beer is made from barley and hops, which you guessed it, grow in the ground. Where does Luke think that beer comes from? The beer fairy. Yeah, this is a natu- This is called the naturalistic fallacy, and it's the belief that things that are from nature are better for you. And I just want to clear the air here: nature doesn't give a shit about you and wants you to die. Yeah, we all come out of it, and we all end up back in it. Anthrax comes from the dirt. Anthrax is natural. Does that mm-hmm. mean it's good for you? Is it better for you than beer? Yes, clearly. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm glad that I could settle that for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm this convinced. Is just, this is dumb. Um, I just found out the other day that that beer is amazing. Our this this guy. I like beer. Um, I drink he's beer. Up for some, I still drink he's beer. He's up for some job, and uh, all he could talk about was beer. It was insane. Hmm. Wow. I don't talk about beer that much in my job interviews generally. <laughs> and really, if it, if it comes up more than once, I think you're in a little bit of trouble. And if they if they ask me more about it, I'll be like, Hey, look, I got into into Yale Law. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't even worry about my drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the worst. Uh, that was the worst. Um, what do they call them? Intervention that I've ever seen. <laughs> he just blew up. You know, he wasn't having it. So he was striking back. He was saying, what do you drink? Have yep. you ever passed out drunk? Like, wh- what do you what how do you talk to do that way anything? to a senator? I know. How do you talk that way to any senator? To my I don't senator, care what a dick they are, jerk, That's crazy. I met Amy Klobuchar once. She's really nice. So you shut the fuck up. She should have leapt over the table and headbutted him. She should have. <laughs> She's the one who like talked about her father's experience with alcohol, right? Uh huh. He's a very famous newspaper columnist for many years in the Twin Cities. Jim Klobuchar. Hmm. Okay. Um. Luke says that he has not done ecstasy. Uh, we, we hopefully will remember, however, that he has snorted cocaine off a key with a cab driver in Washington, D.C. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> there's that. Uh, Andrew says he has always mostly just been a stoner because he he's afraid of losing his inhibitions. That's what I have said. We have inhibitions for a reason. Why do I want to lower mine? <laughs> uh-huh. um, but he did uh, one time, or maybe multiple times i don't know drop acid which surprises me me too that seems like a really good way to lose all your inhibitions yep well there are inhibitions that are worth losing like you might be inhibited like i i i'm too shy to pump gas at the gas station or whatever if if a, if a little <laughs> weed helps you with that andrew that's that's fine you know but but yeah inhibitions can be good things and crippling thing i i haven't done i i think yeah i've i've got uh plenty of weed in my life but like I, i've never really done any other drug other than mushrooms one time and there were no inhibitions lost i was at a fish concert with my boyfriend at the time and i cried the whole time 
Oh. Because it was Probably so because I was at a fish. No, because I was so miserable. <laughs> Why am I here? Why am I at a fish concert? Why am I with this yeah. stupid boy? What am I doing? And I just literally a- any spent Any one of those factors alone could have led you to yeah, cry. Yeah, and I think that was perfectly reasonable. I don't think any of my emotions were any different than they, they should have been. You know, I think that brought me to where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. I just don't ever want to wake up one morning and think, oh, shit, what did I do last night? I don't mm-hmm. want that feeling. Um, but some people are okay with it. Um, let's go to the no point conversion. I listened to 40 minutes of this no point commercial, uh, wow. no point conversion. Then, then I said, that's it. That's it. I didn't sign up for this. Um, let's look at this. Throw your phone from Michelle who put her email address as GNC at radio shack.com. Which <laughs> is suspicious, Michelle. That's nice. And she says, really, four days later to have a game recap for over an hour? I guess I'm insane. Meaning that you listened to it, Michelle? Maybe so in are. the 40 minutes before I gave up, uh, Andrew felt like this Browns game was the Super Bowl because he was so excited about it. And he said that, you know, they could be, they should be 3-0, and except that there's, quote, something cosmic, quote, going on against them. That they're bad at football? I mean... (laughs) That they have a bad kicker. I mean, that's not cosmic. Your kicker sucks. That seems like it's very earthly. Yep. Yeah. And then I wrote down wall of talking from Andrew, wall of talking from Luke, and turns it off. And I think that's my objection to the no point conversion is that I don't feel like it's a conversation. It's like... Last week, the previous week, and I wasn't on the recap, and I still, I tried to listen to it again, and I was at my desk working, and I became aware that it was just like this solid stream of words from Luke for like 15 minutes. He talks for a long time, and then he let Andrew talk for 10 minutes, and then he talks for another 30 minutes. And I'm like, this is not good radio, guys. Is it just that they're talking to hear themselves I don't know. I think it's like Luke gets so excited about football and he has so many things to say and it just spills out. This is why when we did the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend episode, I told you guys to stop me (laughs) if I started picking up steam. I think they just feel so desperate to get all these thoughts out that it's just. Yeah. The difference, though, is that you understand how that show works. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) so god bless any of the listeners who really enjoys that i can understand i think if you were a local sports fan if you're a really huge seahawks or browns fan and you're just thirsty for talk about your team when i used to listen to some baseball podcasts uh if they would ever talk about the twins i would get so excited i would just wait for them to talk about it Mm -hmm. because i want them to talk about my team Mm -hmm. so i could see if you were a fan that you would be very enthusiastic about hearing their takes but for me i mean i'm gonna pass well it's it's a very narrow uh audience and because i am a fan of all those teams but i also don't really respect or care much about their takes because this sounds bad but i know more than they do so i get annoyed i get annoyed in a different way because when when luke is going on and on i'm just ticking off things in my mind like 
wrong, no, <laughs> misconception, common opinion, but wrong. That's how we feel you know? about when he talks about math and science. I mean, I totally understand right. that. Mm-hmm. You're not right. you're not bad. You're you're correct. <laughs> you do know more than they do. And and I I do like I would rather listen to them talk about something that they know more about than me that, that they were passionate about it I, I have trouble with no point conversion but um meredith i i don't have any idea if you listen to to no point conversion no but of course not <laughs> oh no by you says. not listening and by ann not getting the finish line i think you both missed luke saying dotage again mm. oh. i did hear that oh you hung in there long enough for that mm-hmm. oh, okay well i guess we're done with monday I'm, I'm going to clear my throat and come right back. Tuesday, 2735, a blob of weird jiggling fun. Uh, Sounds like me in about 2002, (laughs) 2003. Also a good porn search, blob of weird jiggling fun. Oh, I hope not. (laughs) We have to retire it. We can no longer have blobs of weird jiggling fun. It's, It's become a porn search term. Uh, they they start the show by talking about um, a mind blowing thing, which seems dubious. Growing pains. They find out that uh, Andrew points out that it's Severs Severs disease or something. Mm-hmm. The official like medical thing for it, but it is Sever. And and the, he says the big coincidence is that the the name of the family in Growing Pains is Sever, but Sever spelled with an a S E A V E R. It's a very common last name too. Uh-huh. So I don't think this is the the smoking gun that they were looking for to prove that the show is smarter than it <laughs> than it appeared to be. So wouldn't they just call them the Severs if that's really what they were going for? Yeah, and that's not even a name. So um they they've talked about this before the the actor that played boner disappeared i don't did they ever find boner i do not even remember boner i don't know that i watched yeah. i mean i did watch growing pains i was not into kirk cameron but uh i do not recall boner either yeah boner disappeared i i if i cared enough i would look it up <laughs> they have a uh discussion about having their mouths washed out with soap they've had this discussion several times yep um, Andrew needs a haircut and regrets telling the story of needing the haircut. There's a lot of haircut, Andrew haircut, uh, news this week without getting a haircut. Uh, <laughs> news Andrew, in quotation marks. <laughs> Andrew he- heard some Elvis Costello lyrics and just assumed that Elvis is a uh, miserable, um, wife beater or racist or whatever. N- no, he's singing in a character you dummy um they make a uh minneapolis saint paul appearance announcement i I guess they're gonna do a little what they're calling now pop-up show Mm -hmm. with with so trendy uh, and what's amazing is how this happened at all do you know anything about this where it's gonna be and why what why not surly brewing no just I don't, we have done an event at Surly before for the University of Minnesota, just for my department when we were hosting a conference, we had a dinner there. It was really good, but I don't think it's cheap. And I don't know. Mm. I mean, Surly is the big 
dog of uh, independent brewers in this town. So, I mean, they're they're the big boys. So I think it's harder to get anything done with them, even if you have a man on the inside. <laughs> River boy couldn't get him set up, <laughs> set up there. Well, it sounds like they didn't even ask him. Yeah, it was it was weird. Uh, th- these guys not being on Facebook and not responding to email is leading to some some real end arounds mm-hmm. on, on interactions with fans. I, if they want to do pop up shows, I mean, just give us a chance as as the tens. We could organize the hell out of these things. Well, I you just know? I, I seem to recall two summers in a row of this thing called Mm. the LRB picnic Mm. that we invited them to be at Mm -hmm. that Christy took care of all the work and Jeremy had Mm -hmm. the tech set up and everybody else brought the food and we invited them and uh, nothing yeah missed opportunities Uh, we've we've had this before so I won't Mm -hmm. I won't get too far into it um, I I just want to say one more time though about about Facebook in particular and Andrew's relationship with it. He talk when he talks about it, he says, "Oh, I don't miss scrolling and scrolling and scrolling over Facebook." Was someone require you to scroll through Facebook? Yeah, I, was, I don't. Scroll I went and Facebook. I held a gun to his head and I was like, "You have to scroll through Facebook ten times a day. <laughs> you don't have to. Otherwise, do- you have to leave." Anything except stand there when you're Andrew. You, know? you must Just look at my kids' first day of school pictures. <laughs> Come on now. Because, yeah, I because of all this BS that we've done, I have a lot of Facebook friends. I couldn't possibly scroll through no. all of the news feeds. So I, I just trust that someone will alert me if something happens. <laughs> someone gets slapped with an octopus. I'm like, oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's what Facebook's good for. And this leads to things like Andrew on Friday asking for people to send him pictures of the TBTL Mariners event when Uh, Jack Taylor posted like 50 pictures on Facebook that are wonderful. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So such a lovely community to be in if you manage your, if you just manage it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't cost you anything and you're not forced to look at anything. Figure it out. Jesus Christ. Sorry, I got a little worked up there. <laughs> Talking about sweating later. Um, <laughs> top story, there's a new uh, Philadelphia Flyers mascot that's sort of tailored after the Philly fanatic, who, who's the Phillies uh, mascot, the the chubby guy with the googly eyes and the green hair and the big cone of a nose. Um, they, they, they try to get, get this across, how creepy this thing is, but it's kind of difficult to do unless you go online and look at it at the the mascot's name is gritty dumb and uh this there seems to be some suggestion that he might be high or she might be high i don't want to i don't want to assign a gender to to gritty right off the bat just let's let gritty find his or her own way through the world am i right <laughs> meredith uh whatever i'll choose one Andrew doesn't get why um, the Seattle NHL team might be called the Totems. He thinks it's uh, like racist against Native Americans. No, the old minor league team was called the Totems, and and a totem is a good thing. It's not a racist thing. It's not a it's not a uh, red faced laughing Indian. Right. It is a totem pole. 
Jesus Christ, Andrew. I'm, I'm so worked up at him this week. I, I can't. Well, we'll just hope for a racist mascot. Yeah, yeah, maybe the maybe the the, the mascot will end up just being horribly racist in Seattle. That'll sure. Last, yeah, uh, that's likely. less than five seconds. Did, did you know, um, university, the Seattle University where my dad played basketball, they were the Chieftains, and they, I mean, this is Seattle. They had to change their names. They're the Red Hawks now, which I don't even think is a thing. It's kind of like Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. Maybe totems is inappropriate. If you can't be the Chieftains, you, I don't know. We'll see. I, I just want a team. We can call them whatever the hell you want. Just let's get a team. I know. I'm very aware that uh, I have no place talking about what is or isn't offensive to uh, minority groups. So I can certainly, like, when you talk about the Indians, I mean, the word Indian in itself isn't pejorative. I mean, Chief Wahoo is another matter completely. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, I guess I could see not wanting my race or ethnicity or whatever were my my history being used as that i mean of course all the people are people are like well the vikings nobody's mad about the vikings i'm like well the vikings are you know gone they did all right yeah (laughs) well and like you know they're called indians because christopher columbus was a dummy and thought he was in india you know like (laughs) that's kind of a yucky (laughs) yeah you know origin of that term they should be called the indians not better uh there's a there's a the minor league team called the new hampshire primaries that's actually a pretty good name right? <laughs> you know, i like it <laughs> consider all the all the ones that are out there um and then i'm not, i can't remember the details of this story but it, every minor league team ends up being called the something cats eventually mm-hmm. um i think they've they've been called the they're called the fisher cats now it's so lame. And here in Austin, it was uh, the river bats. Oh, Cause right. Because the bats, bats come out from under the river. Right, 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 right. It's a good, and it has bats in it. It just works. You know, you get a little bat with a bat. Um, Luke explains what a hot foot is. I didn't know that people didn't know what that is, but apparently <laughs> it's a jock. It's just an awful jock tradition that uh luckily i will never have to deal with again because i just won't feel it they'll just <laughs> oh, be melting my expensive, my expensive uh <laughs> prosthetic there's a there's another uh, episode with the baby with olive and a baby bunny i can't stand these stories because of what i've experienced with um mm. with our, our backyard in in uh in kyle that was the nightmare I just don't understand how they think, oh, well, we'll we'll let her roam about as she pleases and see if things are different this time. Why would they be? This is what cats do. Yeah. I mean, just keep your cat inside from the beginning, which is what I, I think yeah. I and a lot of other people stress that he should do when they first got her. Just don't ever give her a taste of freedom and she won't know what she's missing. And you won't have to keep bringing baby bunnies to this ramshackle house to rehabilitate them oh. or stew them up, whatever they're doing. Speaking of uh, speaking of like instincts, um, we had some porches built recently. Um, we had a we had a small porch built off our bedroom, and a larger porch off our kitchen. And part of that is we have a we have dog doors on both and and people doors, of course. And on on the one the big one off the kitchen, we have a locking uh, dog door. So. It was finally cool enough in the morning a few a few days ago 
that uh, Emily locked that dog door and she went and sat out there with the door open. Uh, and the cat got to come out onto the porch and like look look at stuff mm. from that perspective, you know, a little closer to nature. So, so the cat was totally into that. Just stayed there all morning until we finally closed the door. And then later on in the day, um, she never makes a move at the door anymore. Never makes a move at the door. But later on, we were letting the dogs out the out the bedroom where we do not have a lock on the dog door. And the cat just trotted right out like it was her. She'd never been out that door in her life. And she trotted out like it was her birthright because she'd been <laughs> out the other door. So You're in for it now. Cats gonna be cats. Yep. Cats gonna predate. Yep. They're, they're gonna they're gonna go get some. So uh, so yeah, keep your cats inside. And and on Hawk Drive, if you have a tiny cat, um, she's your, gonna your cat's become... gonna have a few victories, <laughs> but eventually, yeah, uh, she's gonna go off in the sky. She's gonna take a long trip in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, wrapping up. Uh, there's an email about an engine banging. Uh, no, thanks. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't like that. I got rear-ended this week, by the way. What? Um, yeah, I jacked up my trunk. I was sitting in a light and the light, the light was still red and I just heard a huge noise and felt a huge crash into my back and a lady, you know, she, she pulled over and we did all the stuff and she's like, uh, yeah, I just reached over to, to grab my purse and my foot slipped from the break to the gas and and because this is texas she had like a chevy or ford 250 or whatever and there's not a scratch on her fucking car and my trunk is crushed <laughs> it, it won't close you have the so, worst luck yeah with I, car do, accidents. I, I had never been the driver a driver in a car accident in my life until like two years ago never but i people it's like I'm, I'm invisible here in Texas. Emily's car is really invisible. People will just come right out and was like, so, "I'm sorry, this this is a vehicle here." Oh, I had that feeling in this? Texas all the time. Like I, I started to wonder if I was driving an invisible car, and 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 I was the only one who could see it because I and what I wasn't even that? driving a tiny car at that time. I think I was in like the the Mazda CX-5. Mm-hmm. It's a small SUV, and it wasn't you know, I don't know what what it's. Because it's not a huge pickup truck, people are like, oh, doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm losing confidence. And out there, I, I mean, I'm defensive driving like a motherfucker. But you, when you're sitting at a light, you can't do it. There's anything. nothing you can do about that. You can't prevent that. It was crazy. I'm like, are you kidding me? Again? Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I'm getting really upset during this show. <laughs> uh, they figure out The Princess Bride is a good movie. Uh, I I don't know why they were talking about Carlito's Way, but it it's pretty outstanding movie as well. Camaro Kev, they're talking about him. Why isn't he on more? I agree. Andrew cooked. I say it says here in my notes that he cooks for colleagues on the George Foreman Grill. I hope that I mean he just cooked. I think it was a one time event. Okay, okay. There's just they're not big enough. How many colleagues can you feed? Well, I think Foreman? he said he had two people over. And he made dinner okay, on the George yeah. Foreman grill. If you get the big one, I guess you could do it. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could do it. Anyway, that's it for Tuesday. All right, Wednesday, twenty-seven thirty-six. Nobody puts baby in an age bracket. Um, the show starts out with a long, long saga about Andrew trying to get his hair cut, and he's very excited to find 
a, a barber in the area that's kind of old school, but also a younger guy, except they're so disorganized and so wrong about their schedules that he can't get mm-hmm. a walk in. And then he can't also get a walk in the next day, which is what they told him to do. Andrew, just make an but appointment for Christ's sake. That's insane. Mm-hmm. You have no better chance of getting in on a walk in the day after you didn't get in on a right. walk in. Right. He needs to make you an have exactly the same chance. I mean, I know women's haircuts are a different story, but I would never in a million years think that that would work. Nope. Even my local salon that I go to, it says walk-ins welcome on yes. a big sign in the window. And I had a day off from work once and I was like, oh, I'll see how this goes. And I walked in and she was like, oh, can you come back at 1245? And I said, sure. So, I mean, it's not realistic to expect that that's how it works. And if he wanted an experience where he could get right in, you got to go for one of the big corporate places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to go to Supercuts because yep. they're just yeah. sitting around waiting for you. Yeah. Emily make, makes fun of me because I will, I mean, I'll just be in the course of doing errands and I'll just, you know, duck my head into the great clips or the Supercuts or whatever it is. And if there's nobody in there, I'm like, okay, I'll get my haircut now. I don't get my feelings hurt. <laughs> if I, I lean in there. Oh, God damn it. You guys are giving haircuts. <laughs> I just Don't you know I need a haircut? <laughs> I just had to. I got my trim a couple, I don't know, last week or something. I had to make. So I always make my next appointment for five weeks later. And she said, you know, after that, it's going to be the holidays. Why don't you make your appointment after that as well right now? Because everything's getting booked uh-huh. up. So I theoretically, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be able to get another haircut until the end of the year was over. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how insane this this place is. And it's not even that, like, it's not even that high traffic. It's just a normal salon. But it's it just going in for a walk-in is absurd if you're going to go to a fancy barbershop or whatever. Especially if you think you really need it. You know, it's not, it's not like, I don't know. It's a terrible business model to have someone sitting around in case somebody wants to yes. come in and have a haircut. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Uh, and why don't you go into work, sit at your desk, and if we need you, mm-hmm. <laughs> if we need you for something, we'll let you know. But yep. you need just sit, just sit, have a have a strawberry bar. And we're not going to pay you unless we <laughs> right, right, something right. for you to do. Right. Oh, good news. Sure. Well, we'll have something for you on Thursday. You got to wait, though. He never got the haircut. <laughs> Is how this story ends. He felt like he needed it for the game that was that was this night that he was wearing a hat. That he was going to be wearing a hat for, and Luke mm-hmm. thought his hair looked good the next day, even though he didn't get a haircut. So, whatever. Um, next topic is life insurance. So we're really off to a, a, a really entertaining start on this Wednesday. <laughs> Luke got some life insurance. Uh, he and Carrie went and met with their great insurance agent and decided that he needed to be insured. And he said, well, while we're here, why don't we just throw some on Carrie too? And she got a little upset about that. Mm. I mean, it's... So, it's Signed him up for skydiving lessons. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's not Luke, it, I, I kind of got the impression that Luke just wanted to tell us that he makes more money than Carrie. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this was a story. I mean, I, I can sort of see his point and then it's, you know, a volume discount. It's only going to cost sure. an extra few dollars to do it. But it was sort of like the cavalier way that he was talking about it is how mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know anything about anything about her reaction. But if it was me, that's what is what would have kind of stuck in my craw a little bit. Yeah, I can see that because it, it's, it's a responsible thing to have life insurance so your spouse isn't you know, SOL, if you pass right. away unexpectedly, that's fine. Um, so it must have been that. I mean, 
It had to have been. Um, they start talking about this show called New Amsterdam. They've seen the commercials for it, and it seems excessively dramatic. A hospital show, kind of like Children's Hospital, but not joking. It is so lame. It does look really Those stupid. Those ads are so lame. Yep. You're all fired. It's got one of that lead actor guy. He, I mean, he's very attractive, but he looks oh, yeah. so generic. I was like, yeah. is that, who is that? I mean, he's nobody that I've ever seen before, but he sort of looks just enough like a whole bunch of other people that it's confusing. He has the untrustworthy beard. <laughs> um, oh. Because he always has the three-day, two, three-day growth. Because mm-hmm. he's a doctor. And, he's too busy saving patients' lives to shave Right, but face. you can't, but you can't have that either because what's going to happen is either one one day during the during the, the the way the show plays out you're going to have to be clean shaven and then another day you might have to have 5 days worth of growth because you're that guy i don't trust you because you're going in there with with a with a, a number 1 you know every morning cuz you look the same amount of disheveled disheveled every day that's you're cultivating the dishevelment because he's saying. a sexy doctor. <laughs> right. Give me the sexy doctor setting on the razor. Thanks. <laughs> I work at a hospital. Let me tell you, that that's not an archetype that I'm aware of. <laughs> right. Sexy doctor. Right. The guy with the yeah. perfectly sculpted nope. three-day beard. Nope. All the time. Nope. I just Googled the show, and the one of the results that came up is a Vulture article, and it says, New Amsterdam is very, very dumb. That's <laughs> the title. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great review. Done. All done. Take me out of my high chair. I'm done reviewing oh, movies this week or yep. TV shows. This I week. just think it's that done. if it's a medical show at this point, it's got to be something different to get me in there. I mean, yeah. doctors, lawyers, cops. I'm just not interested in those shows anymore. I've mm-hmm. seen it. Yeah. And I, I just can't I can't suspend disbelief unless it's somewhat realistic like shows about residents where they're just sitting around for hours and hours just talking to each other. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. that doesn't happen. You don't even have time to sleep when you're a resident. I can't get behind this. Mm-hmm. And and I don't want to be a, a, like a buzzkill for people who enjoy like Grey's Anatomy. Um, but I just can't. So I don't talk about it and I just won't watch it because it makes me so angry. <laughs> it's so unrealistic. Right. Um, the good thing that came out of this is that they played Salisbury Hill by Peter Gabriel. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Was that really from the 70s? I'm always surprised at how old those songs are. Uh, yeah. Salisbury steak. Nope. Uh, <laughs> don't care how you old don't want that, that to be very old from the 70s. <laughs> I did eat a lot of Salisbury steak in the 70s. I was a latchkey kid. 1977 released. Yep. Wow. By just Peter Gabriel all on his own. I always enjoy some good Peter Gabriel, maybe some Phil oh, Collins. God, I've yes. already talked about my love for Phil Collins, though. So Anything in the Genesis canon. Yes. Totally. Um, Luke then gets an email. I don't know if this was TVTL breaking news. I think it might've been, um, he got an email for an interview. Um, and that's where the title comes from. Nobody puts baby in an age bracket. So this is apparently a book or a talk or something about getting pregnant naturally at age 47. And it sounds like it's actually about like having good old person married sex. Um, (laughs) and I wrote a note that Luke should never say the word cervix again. (laughs) (laughs) But can he say coccyx? I'd rather not. (laughs) There wasn't much to this, so let's move on to Luke's uh, long-promised serial discussion, uh, talking about this court in uh, Ohio. I listened to the first one. It is pretty crazy. It's really pretty interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. 
I, I, I'm a little bit astounded at how, um, I shouldn't be, at how, um, like, sheltered Sarah Koning is. Yes. She's like, I can't believe the justice system is so unfair. Oh, my goodness. Um, it's a little bit eye-rolly to me. I just feel like this is a foregone conclusion at this point. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to episode three yesterday, and I was just getting the biggest, like, concerned white lady vibes yep, 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 yep. from her. And God knows she's a good journalist, but it's sort of a stylistic choice, maybe, that I'm like, really? She's white? (laughs) There's no way to tell. You got to connect with those NPR listeners in New England Mm -hmm. or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? So maybe it's a helpful tool. But I, yeah, I'm with you, Meredith. I'm just like, come on. Yeah, she's she's a little too naive about this, especially having gone through what she's already gone through with the other two series. Like, mm-hmm. and she was a courtroom reporter, wasn't she in Baltimore? Yep, or something. I don't know. It just I couldn't. I can't believe how how naive she sounds. Um, but it is an interesting um, and well done series. Of course, it is because it's serial. Yep. Um, Andrew talks about um, how he's been invited to be on a podcast listening panel, and so he's getting like. Um, early releases of, of new podcast series. So that will be fascinating to listen to shows that we haven't heard of and haven't been able to hear yet. <laughs> well, he did talk. I forget if it was in this conversation or later on in the week, he talked about this Canadian podcast. Somebody knows something that he was talking about how good it was. Now that right. was discussed on um, the show that I brought on our tripod episode, the um, crime writers on right. where they talk about all different kinds of um, especially true crime podcasts. And they, they do not refer to that show as somebody knows something. They call it. Nobody knows anything. Mm. <laughs> They're not big fans of it. Oh, all right. Um, Luke brings up an article um, discussing how to be more likable, and the takeaway is that you should ask more follow-up questions. Uh, <laughs> I guess, I don't know, isn't this, the, they, they made the point that this is pretty basic conversation 101. Uh, I totally mm-hmm. agree. It's a really good tactic to get people to start talking about themselves, and so you don't have to do all the work. You can just prompt and prompt and prompt, and especially, people love talking about themselves, and they love hearing themselves talk. Um, that's why podcasts exist. So I this is why I'm bad at social things because I mean I'm a smart person, right? I'm a you guys listen to me on this show. I'm a decent conversationalist, I think. But yes. there's a thing when I'm meeting a person and it's a chat casual kind of chit-chat thing and my brain goes blank. It's not like, mm. "Oh, just ask people about themselves." Like, "No, I can't think of any questions." I have nothing. Yeah, I've got a friend who's super good at this, and I've learned a couple of tricks from her. She does it to me all the time. I think it's just, like, so natural for her. She'll say, mm-hmm. um, um, so what are if, – if the weekend is coming up, it's always about the weekend. It's what are you doing this weekend or how was your weekend? And that just gets you off onto a, 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 a conversation. It never fails for her. And I've tried mm-hmm. it, and it works pretty well, but she's just so natural about it. I think there's just something inherent about – People who are good at making small talk and people who aren't. So I'm, I'm not sure if that's a skill you can learn. I'm sure you can brush up on it and, and improve. But Would you call it an inhibition, Anne? Maybe we could help you out with oh, a little... Yeah. Uh, if I go ecstasy. into these social interactions high, I'm sure it'll work out much better. Or, you know, <laughs> these things, they just, they backfire on me. Not to be too Andrew about this, but I was really trying mm. to work on this kind of small talk thing. This was back in my, my retail days, and I had hired some 
um, seasonal people to work at Christmas. And so I'm, I'm really trying to, I want to get to know them. And there's this one lady who's a little bit older, I don't know, in her sixties maybe. And she kept, yes, her (laughs) daughter, she kept referring to my surgery. She's like, well, after my surgery and this time when I had surgery and after she mentioned it about five times, I'm like, okay, (laughs) this is a good opportunity for me. And I said, Oh, what kind of surgery did you have? And she stops dead and she looks at me and she goes, that's kind of a personal question, don't you think? Oh, my oh. God. You're and fired. Like, ah. <laughs> no, you did not do anything wrong. She's crazy. I try. It just doesn't work for me. Ugh. Oh, my dog. My dog has been sick, but he's better now. And, and I, we went to the dog park today. And <laughs> oh, What kind man, of dog is that? I just love that? my dog so much. That's kind of a personal question. Oh. Isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> Well, the guys both have examples of how this can go very poorly. Um, Luke and Carrie were talking to a, a, sounds like a physician who just like literally, you know, they hit play and she just went for 40 minutes um, talking nonstop, never asking them any questions, just kind of giving them her life story. (laughs) You mean like the no point conversion? Kind of like that. Yeah, maybe she likes, she needs a podcast. Um, and then uh, Andrew and Genevieve were talking to somebody who never asked Genevieve anything. And this really struck a chord with me because I used to have to do, talk to and socialize with and entertain bankers and finance lawyers all the time oh, in boy. my previous life. And there, I mean, it was incredible how ancillary I was to them. You know, they never would ask me what I did or who I was or never a single thing about me. You know, I, I would chime in here and there. I would try. I would ask them questions and then they would just like glaze over. There was one in particular who whenever I would chime up in conversation and I was done talking, he would turn and say, well, anyway. Oh, wow. And nobody called him on. I mean, it just like it didn't make me angry. I fully expected it from these douchebags. It was just a data point of like, OK, you're you're garbage. I don't need mm-hmm. to, I don't need to worry about mm-hmm. you. Um, and it's just, it's a re I think it's a really common thing with maybe, I don't know if it's men who are powerful or think they're powerful and how they treat women. That's been my experience. I don't, I don't know if I'm comfortable generalizing, but that was definitely my experience with finance dudes in Texas is they don't think that I'm a worthwhile human being and Gross. it's kind of awful. Yeah. So I really empathized with, with Genevieve there. Um, and I'm glad that Andrew noticed it. And thinks about it because it's mm-hmm. it's it's pretty it's kind of dehumanizing when you you've got guests over at your house and they don't even pretend to want to talk to you or care what you think or say. <laughs> it's pretty gross. Um, and lastly, in Wednesday, Luke is traveling, so he's staying in Seattle at a hotel near a Dentai Fung, and he talks about how judgy he is about what people order there. If they don't order the things <laughs> that he likes, he thinks they're wasting their lives amateurs i mean i agree about the soup dumplings (laughs) i think i think when he goes to these places especially din tai fung i think he eats too much like he says he tells people what to order and and they don't believe him and also the wait staff will say, well that's a lot of food but he tells them no bring it whatever uh if he told me what to order there i'm pretty sure i'd be taking probably 70 dollars worth of stuff home because i I can't eat that much at one sitting mm-hmm. in my dotage, um, <laughs> but he just packs it away. I mean, I would say, well, how about I get 
I don't know. I just don't think I could go there with him. It's easy you know for your I mean? eyes to be bigger than your stomach when you're there. Like, I always want to get two orders mm-hmm. of soup dumplings just for myself. And then after one, I'm like, I can't eat anything else. Like, that's it. Yeah. Um. So you, you get a little, I can understand getting a little too ambitious, but it sounds like he eats all this food. He eats it all. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. He's, well, he I takes could, it all down. He kind of tries to justify it by saying, well, I only go to Dintai Funk like 12 times a year. Yeah, a really like, specific number. Kind of a lot. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten to go to Din Tai Fung twice. I've I've never been. It's not a thing that appeals greatly to me. I would go and I'll eat the dumplings, but it, I'm not I'm not dying to go. Yeah, not maybe not my thing. But uh, anyway, uh, Thursday number twenty seven thirty seven white gravy. That's what they used to call me back in the day. Um, <laughs> this is your prison name, Lucas Word. Luke is wearing uh, his sunglasses and he's sitting in the Roosevelt uh, studio in a boyfriend shirt. Anyone else here That's ever heard of this term? That's not a thing. I mean, I've heard it's of boyfriend thing. jeans. I don't know what yeah. a boyfriend shirt is, though. And I don't know why it would be for men. Like, boyfriend huh. jeans are for girls. They're in, they're suppo- oh, my God, it is a thing. Mm. It's a boyfriend new thing. It's shirt. like boyfriend jeans didn't used to be a thing. And now it is. it's just an oversized yeah. white button down. I mean, it's for women. Wait, is it from Everlane? Because <laughs> I would count that Could only be. as like 1% talking about Everlane this week. <laughs> it's all we talked about before we turn on the mics mm-hmm. this week. Yeah, Everlane. that's true. Mm-hmm. Because they're supposed to look like clothes that you stole from your boyfriend. I think is yep. the oh, idea. Oh, I got right? you. I got you. You've just had a great night. You wake up in the morning. You put on the white shirt with your legs poking out the bottom. mm -hmm. Yep. Because that's the most comfortable thing that you want to wear is a white button-up business shirt (laughs) first thing in the morning. You look adorable with your mug of coffee. Don't answer the door because it's his wife. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. It's true. Uh, I guess he's in it because it's his pre-live wire. It's his base coat. Um, his is what he bases his outfit on, and he's afraid he's going to be late, so he's already like putting on his clothes for live wire because the uh, travel problems he's having. Uh, are they hung over the base from the baseball game? Um, I don't know where they went afterward. I I never because they're not on Facebook. You never see any <laughs> pictures of anything that might go on afterward. We find out that Andrew sweats a lot because he's looking at Luke's shirt and is wondering why he doesn't have, why why he doesn't have an undershirt on because Andrew sweats through his shirt during the podcast. <laughs> that led me to wonder. I mean, stakes are much smaller for us. We don't get paid to do this. Uh, y'all ever sweat more than you normally would during the podcast? I've been getting pretty worked up today, but that's just <laughs> cardio for me. It's I not- d- yeah, I do all the time. I I have I definitely get sweaty by the time we're done. I think it's because my brain is really involved. I used to get this way too when I was a teaching assistant and I would teach a class. Mm-hmm. It's just that everything is so engaged that okay. uh, my body's just running at a slightly higher idle, maybe. I got it. Meredith? No. <laughs> I don't think nope. so. No, uh-huh. I mean, I probably did it first when I was nervous, but now it just, mm-hmm. I'm not even a tiny bit nervous about this. And I'm also kind of cold. So, no. <laughs> well, it's not <laughs> like I, I don't have pit sweat or anything. I just uh-huh. sometimes a little damp on the back of the shirt or something where mm-hmm. it okay. presses against the cushion. Feel I a little, little warm 
after we're done. I used to get a lot more, I guess you'd call it flop sweat when I was doing uh, shows with Matt Baca. Well, that's understandable. <laughs> you, never, you never know what's going to happen next. Especially when we had <laughs> You're guests. You're just anxious. <laughs> like when we would have Mike Pesca or, or Andrew or Jen on, I'd be like, yeah, that, that sweat trickling down my back. Like, oh, how high is Matt? Oh, I hear him taking a hit over there. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> All right. Luke explains um, his show wardrobe and his combination of a certain dry antiperspirant and X. Was it X body spray that he uses? Is he yes. a body spray? Mm-hmm. Nobody over the age yeah. of 14 should be using X. I'm surprised he went so down, down market. He's so proud of like his $100 whatever nail clip set. And then he goes and buys Axe body spray. That's There's got to be an artisanal version of Axe body spray somewhere. Uh, I've never I've never used body spray. Do you just like stand still and spray it? Do you have someone else spray your back? How does that work? Or do you just spray a big cloud and then walk through it just so you're just like a hint of Axe? According to the commercials, you spray it on your bare uh, chiseled torso. Okay, just the torso. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't uh, freshen up the yam bag with it? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> right. I mean, you could. <laughs> just uh, lay, lay it on top of the cornstarch? Yeah, okay. Um, Luke is signing up for Transcendental Meditation. He just mm-hmm. threw that in in passing. Oh, my God. So I think we're going to get probably get a lot of mileage out of that. Yeah. Uh, he likes a good stare. Sounds like he already does some some forms of meditation. Mm-hmm. Staring at the sunset. You know? He's talked about trying to do it before, but he, of course, because he's Luke, he always goes in too hard. Like he starts with meditation at like half an hour. No, you got to start at five minutes uh-huh. to be able to do that effectively. You got to work your way up to the half an hour. Yeah. If you haven't put your phone down in 14 years, <laughs> you're going to have to work up. <laughs> The classes might be good for him as long as he's mm-hmm. taken a beginner class. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the funniest image of this week, I don't know why for me, I was laughing through this whole thing. Can a man get on a plane with a sport coat and no shirt? <laughs> can, a, can a man do this? Do I'm going with that? no. No? What if it's what if it's like a two button and they're both buttons? I bet if you can't tell, like that it's not just a super deep V, I bet you could. Also, does chest hair factor in? Am I going to be able to get away with it because I only have one hair on my collarbone? <laughs> but a, a more hirsute man may not be able. Or does the hair act as a shirt mm. in a way? So that people don't have to look at your uh, pale chest. Hmm. I don't know. I found this all very interesting. I may try it. I may try it. It's worth investigating. Give them some chocolates, you know, and then unbutton. Right. See how it goes. Let the belly out a little bit after you've handed off the chocolates. What are they going to (laughs) do? They're very conflicted at that point. Unbutton the top, the button on your pants. I don't know. One time, I I don't think I look like a creepy or suspicious person, but one time when I gave them chocolates, they were insistent that I have one first. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Like they thought I had poisoned it. Oh, my. <laughs> and then they turned the box around and then the, you turned it I back around. I left it sealed. It was sealed in cellophane. I, I mean, and I, I did. I was like, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. And they're like, no, really? I was like, all right. I get, they, want, they want me to make sure I'm not poisoning them. 
the, you ate the one that had the the tiny fingernail indentation right. in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, let me just grab this one right here. Yeah. No problem. Okay, enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I want to make the people sick that are trying to get yeah. me through the sky. Right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I want to give the pilot a cup of coffee. I think it just hey, depends on okay. how suspicious your 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 flight crew is. Oh uh, yeah, how much how much chest hair mm-hmm. I've got, you know. <laughs> Uh, but I think once I unbutton it, that's it's game over. They're going to throw me off because they're going to like see the treasure trail, you know, <laughs> and and they'll just be they're not down with that. Nobody wants to see that. So anyway, I, I really enjoyed that part. Um, Andrew, Andrew slipped up and said stewardess, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, Luke took it to gross town by calling her. Uh, hey, sugar tits, get over here. Um, get me a drink. That was that was something. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say tits in this house. <laughs> she just doesn't like that word. So Oh, it's gross. I don't get to yeah. say it. Yeah. We we use other things like um you know, boobs are fine, but I mm-hmm. we like to say dinners. Oh. Know? Oh her dinners are gonna fall out if she <laughs> you know, cinch up that shirt. Dinners being what where babies eat. Anyway, um Luke failed to cash in with Tom Hanks and that that man. He was pretty close, and um, he did strike out originally with uh, Britt Daniels. We were, I was there, Bobby was there, Hillary was there when uh, Britt Daniels was on the stage at the Austin um, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and he was all right. I like I love Spoon, and I like him, but he the, he didn't light up the stage. He wasn't electric. If if y'all have heard that um, that particular Wait, Wait. Um, he was just all right, and it's probably a good thing that he took so long to respond to Luke's email because he ended up getting Charlie Crockett, who was amazing, much mm-hmm. better, more engaged than Britt Daniels was. And I don't think Britt Daniels would have done what Charlie did and just be the house band mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. entire show. Right. It's just he'd he's seem like he's a little that. too cool for that, <laughs> right? He's a little too established for that because then you got to be on the whole hour. Nobody wants to do that. So. Luke uh, admits to lining the windowsill with apple juice when Addie was a tiny child and then put a diaper doubler on her. I didn't know that was a thing. but uh, And then just take a tremendously heavy 5 to 10 pound diaper <laughs> off of Addie in the morning. I mean, it's not great yeah. parenting. No. <laughs> just so that your kid can She's pee alive, a lot though. more than she should. <laughs> She's alive. Um, what what I did, I, we we had to um, toilet train my first stepdaughter Meredith uh, several times because every time she would go off with her grandma or her great grandma, they would just put her in diapers and give her back to her. Oh, so I the best way that I found was to like drink a lot of water myself, and then when I woke up to pee in the night, I would just throw that oh. kid over my shoulder, throw Idiot. her on her potty. <laughs> And sometimes she wouldn't even wake up, seemingly, and be peeing. You just hear the pee go into that little potty, and you're going, yeah, victory. <laughs> I don't have to this change is, sheets This is a load of laundry tonight. I'm not going to have to do tomorrow, for sure. So, yeah, you don't necessarily have to just put on a heavy diaper and, and load her up with, like, a, ham- a hamster bottle of uh, apple juice. <laughs> is this one of those things where we just were never a bedside stand drink? kind of family no. like none of mm-hmm. us has have 
ever like needed a glass of water in the middle of the night or woke up and be like, oh, I'm thirsty. I want something to drink. That seems like it's two very sort of separate pathways. You're either in a family that does that or not. And I mean, I've never Mm -hmm. had a problem where I was like, oh, I'm so parched. I mean, if you really have a problem, I just get up and go into the bathroom and get a drink of water. Mm -hmm. It's just like if you're leaving a beverage with a child in the middle of the night, I mean, aren't you sort of establishing some habits that aren't necessarily great for things like potty training yeah we used to ask for water but it was just a way to delay bedtime sure (laughs) you know oh i think i need some water uh let's see um moving on uh very sparsely attended mariners game not our event our event brought 150 200 people um which which uh it's no surprise at all that on a cool night in september with the team eliminated that uh, attendance is terrible mariners attendance is outside of a few years has generally been pretty terrible since their beginning they they get most of their money out of their tv contract because they are the only team in the pacific northwest they make a ton of money off tv so there aren't a lot of true mariners fans really i mean i hate to say it but there just aren't. I mean, people that will actually attend the games when when the Mariners aren't in first place or it's not some, you know, lame promotion you mm. know, bobblehead night for somebody. Yeah. That's what always makes me upset when the league people are like, we have to have a new stadium. We can't be competitive without a new stadium. And I'm like, well, why don't you try winning and then see how many <laughs> people come to the yeah. game? That's right. You'll get your stadium. You need to go win for sure. They were talking all day about, you know, saving their appetite for baseball snacks. Uh, Having worked in the stadium and been part of some crews at these sparsely attended games and homestands, I'm dubious of some of the food quality, (laughs) you know, and I just... I might bring my own snacks or just eat things that I knew to be like they were prepackaged mm-hmm. or or were overcooked in this case. Um I'd just be careful at the at the Mariners game. Maybe I'd, maybe wait a few hours to eat. Maybe you don't have to eat at the game. I don't know. People seem to have to eat now like all day every day. Like were there, were there I mean maybe I'm super old, we know this. There used to be long stretches where I could go without eating, you know, sometimes six, eight, maybe even 10 hours. But now everyone seems to have to have a snack in their pocket or I mean, that's probably a healthier way to go to just eat a little, you know, little stuff all day. But I I just don't get it. Why do you why do you have to eat? Food's not that great in the outfield on the third deck. Sorry. How will I fill my emotional hole? Mm hmm. If that I, I get. <laughs> I mostly snack in my car because I really hate commuting and uh-huh. I hate driving in traffic. And so it makes me happy to have Swedish fish in my yeah. console and it just kind a of brightens up the, the commute a little bit. Mm-hmm. I get but that. I don't need them. I'm not hungry. I'm not going to die. Although I do get hunger attacks <laughs> right. every once in a while. Like I'm fine. I'm fine. And suddenly I'm going to murder somebody if I don't get some food in me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At this very moment. Yeah. So Emily gets that way too. It does. Yeah. It does kind of head those off at the, at the curve a little bit. Uh, Luke gets some frozen jalapenos on his nachos. Um, Andrew, uh, 
I guess Felix Hernandez started the game and, you know, he's struggling. He's his career is ending and um he was just a great player for the Mariners for so many years and uh never never ran off to another team and and Andrew made fun of him as he walked off the mound in what could be his last appearance. And I thought yet another misjudgment by Andrew yep. this week. Yet another case of him not getting what he's seeing or hearing. So I think that might be the last thing I'm mad about Andrew for this week. I'm, <laughs> I'm tired. My heart hurts. Let's, let's move on to, um, Oh yes. Uh, lesson learned on the venue. Finally, it w- it came out of Luke's mouth that you know, baseball games may not be the best way for the tens to interact and mix. Hmm. Duh. Duh. Okay. So yeah, maybe maybe bring back the picnic or the potluck uh, next year. There's a holiday party coming this year, though. So that's that sounds mm-hmm. promising. They're they're thinking about it in September. I so wonder who's going to organize it. One of us, Christy. Uh, uh, Jen. If Christy organi- organizes it, then they probably won't. True. Because they hate Christy. Right. They've told Apparently. me that in confidence, personally. Mm. Christy, ugh, enough of Christy. Uh, top story. The door closed on someone who was trying to get on a Ryanair flight, so he broke through the door to flag down the plane. I guess he, I guess this is one you load from the ground, and he somehow just got through and tried to chase down the plane. I don't know. It didn't seem like much of a story to me because he didn't succeed, did well, he? I mean, it's only uh an interesting story to luke because luke cuts it so close all the time that yeah. he gets into these situations where the door is closed for the rest of us Shit. who get to the airport in a reasonable amount of time we're not going to encounter mm-hmm. this situation unless something goes horribly wrong oh and and you know if they reopen a door which they say that they can't do but i know that they've done it i've seen it done i've heard it done if you're somebody who has the empty who has an empty middle seat between them and that door reopens. Oh no! Oh my God! You're mm. pissed. You're like, come on now. I was just getting out all my stuff. You know, I was just about to break out all my bullshit. And uh, no, no, not gonna work out for me. Because here comes Luke, right down uh, entitled etiquette way. Uh, there's some hijack preventer from the 1970s who went out in like the stair car or something. I, I don't remember this, but I was a kid and I didn't watch the news. So I wasn't familiar. Sounded awesome. Uh, I think the blur stay shout outs are my personal no point conversion. I'm just, I just disconnect. I just, I start floating. I'm, I'm, uh, what do they, what do they call it? Uh, uh, like your astral projecting yes yes i'm seeing i'm at thirty five thousand feet watching the show like oh yeah look at that uh, yeah blur's day yay uh tbtl progenitor is discussed instead of daddy i don't know why daddy is so disturbing i think it's kind of fun no, especially if you use it it's icky just pan gender you no. know no no it's weird all right i don't like it uh the uh, Luke talks about the KUOW uh, KCMU softball team, the static in the uh, media league. I played in that media league, not on a consistent basis, but I played as a as a uh, ringer because uh-huh. there were lots of people in the in the Seattle broadcast scene that uh, didn't 
think I was good looking enough or talented enough to hire as a broadcaster, but definitely a talented enough player to play on their team in a key game where they're trying to beat Cairo. And and I could tell you, yeah, Cairo was fucking stacked with real athletes from college and, and pros. And they were very difficult to beat. They never needed me. Cairo never called me. Cairo, Cairo never called me and said, hey, come and play softball. No, they were all better than me. So I ended up playing with the lesser lesser stations um the 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 company that cairo is with now i think is called sinclair and and they were searching for a nickname for that team why not the dinosaurs meredith you've seen that chain in texas right sinclair gas station oh yeah they use a little dinosaur i know this yeah yeah i think it'd be cute uh andrew promotes a, a northern california meetup and and he ends the show with uh tom waits spoken word song which i describe in my notes as endless even though he probably faded it out after <laughs> 40 seconds i remember when they talked about this the first time how he put it on the jukebox at whatever bar and mm-hmm. the people were like who who picked this yeah. who picked this song and but I didn't know the song, and now that I've heard it, I am firmly with those people who are pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, holy shit! Someone should have broken a bottle on the bar and stabbed <laughs> Andrew. Yes. <laughs> well, let's go to Friday, then number twenty-seven thirty-eight. It's not a spray; it's a powder. This was a content light show. Luke is back for the third time at Andrew's apartment. They start out with this stupid. I was searching for a better (laughs) descriptor, but stupid works. Discussion of why Coke Zero was rebranded as Coke, quote, no calorie. (laughs) Which I don't even know if at the end, after Luke corrected them, they got, I believe it's Coke Zero Sugar. Yeah. (laughs) What the Mm. term is. It is. Whatever. Who cared? People didn't know what it meant. When you just said zero, so they said zero sugar, and now people can pretend that it's not a diet drink. That's all it is. The only anecdote I have to add here is that uh, I once gave Luke nine cases of Coke Zero. Wow. <laughs> You're a true friend. Yeah. 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 I, I remember I we loaded it up out of the alley. Just got to get nine cases of Coke Zero into the house. <laughs> Um, there's a very confusing story about Luke's post live wire evening. He didn't tell it very well because he was kind of mementoing it. He's sort of looping around and going backwards in it, but I tried to organize it as best I could. <laughs> right. He didn't want to go out and get crazy after the show. He's pretty proud of that. So instead, he just went out into the night, I guess, to look for some food, and he found a food truck. Was that Thai food? It was Asian so. food of some sort. Yeah. And he was dismayed when he ordered and paid Oh, it's in it. Portland, so you know they're fucking with it somehow. They right. just can't serve some it's Thai food. Thai food too. with bacon on it or something. Yeah, some, it's some Thai Swedish fusion, fusion cuisine. But once he had paid his money and all everything, they were like, yeah, it's going to be 30 minutes. And he was like, excuse me? <laughs> That's a good trick. Yeah. You've already paid. Yeah. All right. See you tomorrow. Well, yep. I'm sorry. What? I'm, I'm hungry now. So he ended up going to what he describes as a very sketchy mini mart like every time you heard the bell on the door jangle you were ready oh, for yeah. it to be some characters doing some bad things Plaid pantries are are sketchy mm-hmm. yeah uh i almost got uh robbed 
at a mini mart once in Cleveland on Thanksgiving Day because my dad had come down to spend Thanksgiving with me and we naively thought there would be some restaurants open in Cleveland on Thanksgiving. Mm. They are in Minneapolis, but there was nothing mm. open anywhere. And we finally found this mini mart. And when we were in there, there was a fella that came up and asked us for money in a way that made my dad think, yeah, I think we should probably give him some money. So that was kind of scary. Ah, uh, Cleveland. Um, Cleveland. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure how this all turned out, except for that Luke did get his peanut M&Ms in the end. And you know what, Luke? Peanut M&Ms have a lot of sugar in them. I'm just saying. Um, so this weekend is the Winthrop Half Marathon, which Luke has been training for for approximately three weeks. He's just amazing with that stuff so he can get up to running 10 miles in three weeks is I could never do that and so he's probably going to be ready for that and he decides to share his running playlist song by song by song by song (laughs) anybody I listened to this at double speed so all of the songs were from the chipmunks (laughs) Um, I thought that was bad enough until Andrew decided to play My Boy Lollipop, which, what was that? And uh, then Luke is going to contribute from Magic Sword some, quote, video game music. Um, That was better than My Boy Lollipop for sure. I went to look Mm -hmm. up Magic Sword to see whether it was, in fact, video game music. Magic Sword are an American electronic trio from Boise. They are known for wearing cloaks and masks during their performances so as not to reveal their faces or bodies. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Along with their album, they released a comic book with the same name. They have had two of their songs featured in the video game Hotline Miami 2, Wrong Number. And one of their songs. Oh, that's has, a great one. I play one that of one. their songs has been in the trailer for Thor Ragnarok. And smoke a little weed. Just play that game. <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden it's 5 a.m. I just don't even know where the time went. So there's not actually, it's not video game music. It's music that would sound good in a video game. So there's no direct correlation for it. It's not like he's found an album from Final Fantasy, whatever, that he just likes to play. But it was fine. It was fine music. Ooh, that was a very Hillary. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I enjoyed this. Luke said that somebody who was at the M's game corrected him the other night on his pronunciation of Somerville. <laughs> he sounded mad. Yeah, yeah it looks like, I yeah, I know. I was doing it on purpose. Okay. Uh, then he talked about how it finally happened at Livewire when he was doing a funding pitch for them. He said, thanks for supporting TBTL. it's not surprising that that happens no it seemed like it happened in the least embarrassing way possible and top story is that uh taco bell breakfast is the one fast food breakfast that's kind of gaining some traction over the mcdonald's behemoth even though even the taco bell people acknowledge that the coffee there is shitty Luke says, I know you're going to have some thoughts about this, Mike. Luke says, quote, a breakfast taco is not a thing in this country, unquote. What an idiot. 
(laughs) (sighs) Michelle sent us to throw your phone. She says, this is more of a bless your heart moment. (laughs) Quote, breakfast tacos are not a thing in this country historically. Unquote. The utter certainty and confidence that Luke said this line with made me laugh out loud. My Hillary text tens, you know what I'm saying, right? I'm not defending Taco Bell breakfast. It does look like a bunch of egg cheese weirdo sausage crumbles jammed in tortillas of various shapes. But let's not talk crazy talk. Breakfast tacos are a thing in this country. And if you get a good, a good one, it's a thing of beauty. Tacos forever, Michelle. What would you like to say here, Mike? <laughs> yeah. I I just want to emphasize the point that I very much agree with them about, and that is with um, firing down some coffee, uh, even good coffee with some Taco Bell food uh, is a prescription for disaster <laughs> for the for for me about three to five hours later. For other people, it's quicker. It happens quicker. But uh, me, yeah, um, I need to be home (laughs) if if I'm going to be, if I'm going to, you know, I need to be heading home afterwards or soon afterwards. You just need to be safe if you're going to get yourself involved in, you know, what's probably a breakfast for less than $2. You know, and I honestly, um, I can't get behind the Taco Bell hatred so much because all yeah. breakfast tacos are some combination of tortilla and egg and sausage and whatever yeah. jammed into a tortilla. I mean, that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure that's a totally valid criticism by, by Luke um, and Andrew, or it was really more Luke, but I got to say he's not the most worldly person on earth. He's lived in Seattle and New York, right? Um, those but aren't places. LA. You- Oh right, he's lived in he's LA. lived in LA, and he was with Vanessa, yeah. who was Mexican, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. There's no excuse for this. Um, there really isn't. But I, I gotta say that having had tacos in Seattle, that's not the place that I would go to get tacos. It, you know, no. he's a, he's a kind of a lifelong Seattleite, and so maybe I I just Taco Time's its own thing. That's different. I'm exempting them from this, but I just Northwest just leave the tacos to Texas. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we we those of us who love Taco Time even admit that it's not a Mexican restaurant in any way. Yeah, it's its own so. thing, and like they don't do Mexi fries really in anywhere else. I don't think do they? No, no. And Taco Time doesn't do breakfast. Yeah, uh, we know this because when we arrived in Seattle, it's the first place we went, and and we had our noses pressed against the, the glass. <laughs> uh, well, I just think this is this is unfair to look at Taco Bell and criticize them for not having a quality breakfast foods, right? I mean, people who go to Taco Bell aren't going there for authentic Mexican food. I mean, they're not even going there expecting the same level of food as Chipotle or Qdoba or any of that stuff. Like Taco Bell is a kind of food unto itself. I just want to, every once in a while, I just really need a Gordandra. (laughs) And I just, I do think that Luke has a history of having delicate bowels. Oh, yeah, yeah. with his emergencies yeah. all the time when he's driving. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Good point. He's he's making a Maybe decision Maybe it's not here for you. He, he knows it's not great. <laughs> and but one of the things that he said is that the coffee is the thing that everyone does in the morning. Well, that's not true. No. There no. are plenty of people 
who are not that into coffee in the morning, I stop occasionally nope. at the convenience store to get a Diet Coke from the soda fountain. And there are plenty of people there who are filling up their 64-ounce refillable insulated mm-hmm. plastic tumbler of with Mountain Dew or whatever mm-hmm. for the day. There are so many people in this country who don't drink coffee who might want Taco Bell for breakfast. I never eat breakfast out, so... I mean, the whole concept of getting an Egg McMuffin or anything is sort of foreign to me. I'm not leaving the house without food. I go to uh, I go to McDonald's occasionally just to get a medium coffee, right? Remember remember when someone paid it paid it uh, back oh, right. to me or paid it? Mm-hmm. They paid for whatever. yours and then you were obligated <laughs> to then pay for the people behind you? $1.69 coffee. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is a fucking trap. Anyway, they have good coffee. And I rarely order the breakfast food. Although on Bobby's recommendation, I did once try the whatever the thing is that has the syrup in the oh the McGriddle in the biscuit. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was really good the first time I had it, and the second time it was disgusting. So oh. I'm off it. So that's just how it goes sometimes with fast food. I don't have any it. rules about coffee with sweet or salty i i think i'll have coffee with Mm -hmm. anything really um but i know that i've had there was a there was a gas station in dallas um that converted to a uh farmer's market um one or two sundays a month and they would shut down the pumps i don't know how they could afford to do this but if there was such a thing as a whole foods gas station it would be this place um is they had like kombucha on tap and you know a salsa bar and a taco stand in the back of the gas station and they had pretty good coffee so i would always um when i wanted to go to that farmer's market i would get myself some breakfast tacos and a coffee and sit out on the little patio and it was lovely um but i also would be totally fine having a a diet coke with that so i just don't i guess i just Mm -hmm. don't uh draw those lines with breakfast Mm -hmm. the thing the thing about having kombucha on tap is you never have to clean the taps because it, <laughs> it just helps you never it get know. grosser. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, do, how do we know if the taps are bad? Because the, the beverage smells so terrible. Yeah. Oh, no, there's yeast in the taps. What are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Turn the heat up. Your fuzzy vinegar is going to taste mm, fuzzier. Mm. Fuzzier. Going to give you fuzzy teeth <laughs> yeah. behind your bearded lips. Yep. Well, Luke does make the point that he can't drink coffee with salty things. I think you're in the minority here, Luke. Yeah. Yeah. There are plenty of people that, I, I would say more people than not, that eat their bacon and eggs and coffee together and yeah. don't have a problem with it. So I think you're the it's weirdo fun. in this one. Yeah. Uh, that takes us to the end of the week. Music for your weekend. Luke picked Gorillas on Melancholy Hill. Uh, Andrew picked this very kind of strange song. Uh, strange pairing, I guess. Danielle Luppi and Parquet Courts featuring Karen O. That is the full with a full group name. Uh, Pretty Prizes. And David, listener David, picks the Marias only in my dreams, which was better than either of the other two songs. Thank you, David. And I will take us into a little bit of housekeeping. <laughs> I hope you all know that we have merchandise that you can buy on 10710.com slash shop. It's hoodie weather, buy yourself a comfortable RAR hoodie uh, with all kinds of TBTL sayings and phrases encoded into There's the There's a mug. Rar. Remember there, when Andrew said what? that? What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Archive Project continues as always. If you'd like to get involved in 
recording for posterity, some of the old TBTL shows, just send us an email and Christy will get you hooked up with that. If you buy things from Amazon, I don't know, maybe one or two people who listen buy things on Amazon. It's kind of a small artisanal website. Uh, if you would use our affiliate link, littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon and kick us a few pennies and, you know, go for some weird stuff. That's really entertains us when yeah. we look at it. Get your nut butter. Oh, boy. <laughs> On our sister podcast, Earbuds and Earworms, coming up this weekend is Songs of the Fall. I think we can't escape it anymore. I had to turn my heat on. Mm-hmm. I know, Mike, you don't turn the heat on until it's like 50. No. Yeah, there has to be icicles. Uh, <laughs> I have to have booger icicles um, before we'll turn on the heat. But 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 Songs of the Fall, I now regret not submitting Earth, Wind, and Fire September. Why didn't I send that in? Such a great song. I'm an idiot. Do you think a little Sorry, on the nose? If it's if it's good, can it be on the nose? Right. I think that they should do a show of songs that are on the nose. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's true. Because you know what, on the nose songs can be awesome. That's why everyone uses we them. We will rock you. <laughs> if you want to get involved with the show, our website is littleredbandwagon.com. You can send us our hug or throw your phone moments at throwyourphone.com. Our uh, Facebook page is always open for you and we are all on facebook um our sh- yeah. i know no it's, crazy. it's scary take it's it away it get it away from me we know how to regulate our time on the internet um so we're my we're laptop closed on my dick while i was looking at facebook and now i'm scared <laughs> <laughs> well that's why we put on pants mike well maybe for you i don't know it's not how i do facebook well if you can't handle facebook you can visit us on twitter at lrb podcast you can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com you can send us a voicemail or a text at 802-432-tbtl that's 802-432-8285 and if you want to fax it says fax us but you're really faxing bobby uh so keep that in mind it's 617-354-8513 he loves getting faxes if you have a timeshare right get at him or sub-delivery, or roofing, or siding. Yeah, exactly. If you need some sandwiches this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Anybody want to get in on an LRB timeshare? Heck yeah. No. Not this Not this veteran podcaster. What? Where would it be? Where would it be? Um, Turks and Caicos? Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Count me in. Um, Anne, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time. This is the next party. And I love you, Andrew. I was just a little little pent up after all these weeks off. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to be nicer next week. And we love you, Jen. Nailed it. All right. Mike, don't make promises you can't keep. You'll be nicer to answer next week. <laughs> I'll, I'll try. Lies, lies, lies. That's just like when Luke said that this week was going to be good because of new listeners. Right. Yep. It, it's not a lie if you believe it. Okay, Brett. <laughs> <laughs>